We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. And welcome back to another episode of, of Bangerangs and Daggers. I'm your co-host, located out here in the Eastern Time Zone in Washington, D.C., Kevin Knight. And with me, as always, is one of the members of the three-man weave. Uh, we're unsure if all three of us will be here tonight or not. That is TBD. Uh, but, of course, as always, is trusty Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm good, though. I don't know how trustworthy I am, considering how late I just came through. And more importantly, it's been a little while since we've done a podcast. Perhaps just a little bit. Uh, let's. Um, you know, I think the let's last just... one you did was with uh, Chris, right? That that basketball interview with uh, Chris Hetty. Correct. Um, Which just... I would recommend everybody go back and check out. It's a really great interview. You get really good insights from a former Nebraska beat writer on the current state of Nebraska basketball. It's a it's a really good interview by uh, <clears throat> by our team here. So. Yeah, not, not to toot my own horn too much, but it was because, frankly, I wasn't the highlight of that podcast, obviously. That one was a fantastic episode. He had so much interesting stuff to say. It's a long one, but if you like Nebraska ball, it is the best one in quite a while. Hopefully to be topped by tonight's, even though it'll be a quick reaction to the schedule. But first, how well, was your well, holiday? It was, before, it was America's before, birthday. Before first... I want to say I'm I'm a little upset with you because a couple of years ago I asked for an interview with him when he was with the Omaha World Herald and he declined. So good job. I'm actually not pissed. I'm actually really happy you got him on. So, but no, it uh he he once shunned our podcast, but now now that he's down at KU, he's down in Lawrence. He thinks he's cool. He decides he can do he he can hang with us. So, well, he job, did man. want to come back on, good so job. maybe you should interview him yeah. next time. You know, why ruin a good thing? You guys have a good rapport in that whole thing. You know, we'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. We'll see. Hopefully after listening to this, because clearly he's going to be a (laughs) fan of the podcast now. um, Hopefully after listening to this, he he can't wait to come on again. uh, Because he did say that he was interested. So hopefully. Hopefully. But yeah, no, America's birthday. How how was your 4th of July? Good. I was with my in-laws in Omaha. Kids had a great time. You know, we spent a lot of time outside, spent a lot of time playing in the water, spent a lot of time playing fireworks with fireworks and trying to not get their body parts blown off. So, yeah, that was good. How about yours? It was fantastic. My husband and I did our first COVID, uh, post-COVID vacation together. We were down in Key West. That is the first time that we've been there since our only other time there back in 2015 when I popped the question. So it has a special place in our heart was a fantastic time. And we got out just literally as the front cloud edges of Elsa started to cover the airport. um, And the wind started to pick up. Granted, it was a tropical storm at the time. None of the locals were remotely faced. Surprise, surprise. Uh, But, you know, for somebody who uh, has lived through a couple of hurricanes in DC, weirdly, um, but, you know, it still would like to, you know, make sure that I get out on the flight. It was nice to, to get out when we did. Uh, not a ton of turbulence on the way out there. Passed real quick. And, uh, yeah, perfect vacation with just in the nick of time letting it go. I was going to say, 
the locals were like Elsa and knew how to let it go. <laughs> Beat you to the punch. Although you did. I, never, I was waiting for a uh, good I was waiting a good 15, 20 seconds to say it, and you just snuck right in at the end and stole it from me. Good job. Uh, you know, I I never <laughs> actually watched Frozen and I refuse to because back in the day Have here kids. in DC. Well, yeah, I mean, back in the day here in D.C., I used to work for a gay bar, and I would work the Monday show tunes night, and I had to listen to Let It Go so many times every Monday night. I just... Really? I, I want to scream. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the one of the many songs that weren't actually proper show tunes, but, of course, get played a lot, so... Um, oh, yeah, my, my, my daughter, my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, I was taking care of her last night. My son went to dance class. And we're hanging out, and of course, she brings out her frozen microphone, this little toy frozen microphone she has. And I look at her and I go, Do you want to listen to Frozen? She looks up at me, this big smile. Yeah. So we listened to Let It Go at least three times before we went on to other songs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, great, great Fourth of July for both of us, but. Uh, and I think everybody here is excited about the fact that the Nebraska ball non-conference schedule dropped earlier today. We we're recording this on July 6th, Tuesday, and earlier this afternoon, I guess right around noon uh, central time, I suppose, uh, about 12.36 p.m., they, they dropped the non-conference schedule in full. So without further ado, let, let's get into it, shall we? we uh, we've got Peru State. And Colorado is exhibition games to open up. Obviously, we already knew about Colorado. But the season opener, Western Illinois, Kobe Webster's old team, Tuesday, November 9th. What do you think of the Western Illinois, uh, whatever their mascot is? Well, let, let's start at the exhibitions, just because why not? We've got That's right. the time. I, yeah, and... I mean, there, there, there's an important <laughs> important opponent in, in one of them, at least. So I, well, I, no, I shouldn't no, there's two. Them. There's two. The first one is October 27th. You have Peru State, which is in Peru, Nebraska, town of about 50 people. It is technically Nebraska's first college. Did you know that? I did not, actually. That's interesting to know yeah. that. Yeah. And I think 1989 uh, NAIA or Division Three National Champs in football. And on top of that, they have a very beautiful stadium called the Oak Bowl, which, as you can imagine, is in a bowl of oak trees. So... That should be a win. <laughs> so uh, their population as of the 2020 census, by the way, was actually 898. There you go. It's, it's, it's technically bigger than my town, my hometown that I live in. <laughs> so, no, Peru State, that should be, uh, should be a good idea of kind of how Nebraska plays. But moving on, uh, Colorado. Colorado is coming to town on the 31st. Old conference rival. Unfortunately, the football team is yet to beat them. You know, in the last 10 years, 10 years, I want to say 10 years, um, but they're Colorado's a good team. They're a good Pac-12 squad. They fought well, um, really positioned themselves in the top of the Pac-12 last year as a basketball team. They've got some good players coming back. They will be a threat. It's an exhibition. It's for charity for three Lincoln charities. And um, yeah, don't I, I wouldn't gloss over the Colorado uh game even though it's an exhibition think of it like back in the day when we play iowa state secretly and we didn't know who won always uh colorado uh luck hope 
you know, if we lose, luckily it's just an exhibition, doesn't count towards us. But if we win, uh, I would count that in the very good column uh, for the Nebraska basketball season if they beat the Buffs. I mean, even a competitive loss in the exhibition game, frankly, would be a excellent step um, just before officially opening the season because that Colorado pack or uh, the the Buffalo team, uh, not sure how many they returned from last year's squad, but that was a damn good team, um, the uh, CU squad there. So can't imagine that they're that big of a drop-off, even if they lost a couple of key guys. They should still be a, a good barometer for fans uh, should have a fun opportunity, especially since it's in Lincoln and not Boulder, um, for for fans to go out and and root for folks and help support some some worthy charities as well. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, and and on Halloween of of all of all times should add a little bit of fun to that. Maybe the uh, Colorado Buffalo mascot Chip can actually go as a bison for Halloween. Ah, good one. It's late at night. My jokes are bad. No, that was terrible. That was not good. <laughs> well, Moving on I mean, to Western Illinois. <laughs> yep. So uh, Kobe Webster's old team, um, whatever the mascot is, I who cares? Um, nobody from Western oh, Illinois is going to listen to this. So <laughs> no angry emails this time. If, if you are a Western Illinois fan, please leave a comment at the bottom. We will respond with that's nice. Yep. Uh, Leathernecks. Okay. There, there's, there's your shout out. Oh, yeah. I, I looked it up. They've got a cool mascot. It's a cool mascot. It's a, it's a bulldog, right? Uh, <laughs> is that what a leatherneck is? No, but I think the mascot is technically a bulldog. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know the history. When I think of, when I think of leathernecks, I think of the Marines, the U S Marines. And another nickname for them is the Devil Dogs, and a lot of the iconic, a lot of the stuff that goes along with the Devil Dogs is a bulldog, if I remember right, in regards to the Marines. So in my head, I'm looking at the Western Michigan, Western Illinois, oh man, Western Illinois mascot as a bulldog for some reason in my head. Let's look it up. Okay, yeah, so Western Illinois University holds the distinction of being the only non-military institution to officially have its nickname derived from a branch of the military service. School began oh, use right. of the, Yep. School began <laughs> use of the Marine Corps official nickname the Fighting Leathernecks in 1927 when then athletic director and head baseball, basketball, and football coach Ray Rock Hansen was granted permission by the US Navy based on his status as a Marine hero to use the Marines official seal and bulldog mascot along with their nickname. So that is how they have a bulldog as the mascot logo, but are the fighting leathernecks. Usually when I assume I make an ass out of you and me, but this time, damn. Okay, cool. <laughs> Usually you're the one patting yourself on the back. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't be the only one having uh, having fun. Fun. Uh, Nebraska should win that game. Bit. Nebraska yes. should win that game. That should be Most a definitely. W in the Nebraska column. If Nebraska doesn't come out with a win on, against the Leathernecks, then there might be some early season issues that they're going to have to correct quite quickly. Because the next game is going to be fine, but in two games, that could be a major problem. So let's move on to November 12th. Yep, so next up is Sam Houston State, who finished third in their conference last season. 
Um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm I'm not sure how they actually. Oh, they went 19 and nine overall. They're a football school. <laughs> uh, they did play Texas Tech and lost. Um, same to Boise State as well. So good for them. And LSU, Texas. They beat Rice though. So. And and Sam Houston is the patron saint of Texas, right? Something uh, like that. Yep. Yep. Something yep. like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, you're a bit closer to Texas. You probably care more about their history than I do. <laughs> I'll go with that. Sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, but okay. So after that, though, is um, something that may be controversial with some Nebraska fans. Um, the annual. We still haven't come up with a great nickname for this. The annual I-80 bash, the annual I-80 pitchforkery contest. I'm, I'm not really sure exactly. Uh, anyway, Creighton comes to town, <laughs> but it has been lumped in with the Gavit tip-off games, which is an annual series dating back to, I forget when exactly, 2015, 2016, something like that. It's an um, old one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a very new one, um, and it's an annual challenge between the Big Ten and the Big East. It did take a year off because of COVID nineteen, um, but this year the Creighton Nebraska game has been lumped in as that those two teams paired together, um, which is interesting in part because Nebraska had actually contractually filled out um, its obligation to it. It was initially a yeah, it, it must have been 2016 because it's like a six-year series ending in 2022 um, because the Big Ten has many, many more teams in the Big East. Not every um, Big Ten team actually takes place in it every year. Uh, so, yeah. Um, anyway, all that to say, Creighton has been lumped in with the Gavit tip-off game. Does it matter? Does it ruin the series? Does it detract from the series? What What's your take? You know, I... I mean, grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, but I I would prefer Nebraska to play Creighton on their own. I don't think it should be part of a tip-off games. It, it fills a contractual obligation for the Big Ten, which is an easy thing to do, and that's fine. But, you know, the Nebraska-Creighton series is pretty much Nebraska's only rivalry, though uh, it's been heavily on the Creighton side over the past few years um it's been i think three years since nebraska won it and the last 10 i think they've won it maybe once or twice but nonetheless uh creighton has a series uh, lead three years ago um miles last year right yeah yeah he finally got uh he finally got the big guy mcdermott um which he if i remember right up until that point miles is like oh and eight oh and six against mcdermott because he was at North Dakota State when McDermott was at Wayne State, Nebraska. You know, anyway, long story. Uh, Nebraska's Creighton's had the upper hand lately. I think in tr- terms of the series, there it's 27-26, Creighton in the lead. Um, but you know, I, I I want this to stand alone. I think the series should stand alone for Nebraska and Creighton. It's good for both schools. It's good for the state. It's important, uh, regardless if it's played in Lincoln or Omaha. It is sold out. And I just I'm going to be very insular on this and say that it should be a Nebraska thing and not part of the Gavit games. Uh, you know, not a whole lot of logic behind it, just emotion. And, uh, you know, I'm probably not the only one, but I would say a majority of people probably couldn't care. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's more than fair as a Nebraska fan to to hold that opinion. Frankly, 
the Gabbitt tip-off games, while kind of fun, are mostly, they're nothing like the ACC Big Ten Challenge or, depending on the year, Big Ten ACC Challenge. It alternates every year. I never remember, and I don't care which is which. Um, anyway, the uh, in in this series, though, it's fun in that, of, as weird as it is, there's a fair number of Big East teams that are really more towards the uh, Midwest than the, the Eastern uh, Seaboard. To, to a degree, um, you get a good team typically. I mean, this year, um, for example, Michigan State gets to go to Butler, which is kind of cool because um, Tom Izzo has never played in Hink- Hinkle Fieldhouse. Michigan State hasn't faced Butler mm-hmm. since 2010. So merely, yeah, merely as an example, actually, they did used to play pretty regularly um, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, interestingly. Um, but then the series died off. Anyway, basically, it's just, it's a trip to Hinkle Fieldhouse, which is kind of cool. So, I mean, like, you get stuff like that out of this series is what I'm trying to say. But overall, for um, – I remember somebody had commented on the article announcing this um, that, you know, it's too bad that it has to be uh, part of conference pride now too. You know, that's a lot of pressure. No, nobody in the Big Ten cares if we win or lose the Gavit games. Um, nobody gives a rip. All they care about is their team. And if you get to see an exciting game like Michigan Villanova the year after Villanova skunked their asses in, uh, you know, the the national title game, so stuff like that is fun that we get out of this series. But that's it. So I mean, like it it will end up basically just helping the Gavit games get better ratings. But in the end, it doesn't really have a whole lot of impact on the series. I I don't think, other than it takes a little bit of varnish off of it, so to speak, if you're a fan of either of those teams, in that then it ends up having you know some type of logo affiliation with it during the game, and you have to listen to them talk about the Gavit games instead of just focusing on the in-state series. They lump that stuff into. But maybe that'll give them something interesting to talk about if the game turns out to be a flop. So... Maybe that's the bright side to focus on. Um, regardless, though, uh, you know, should be hopefully a, a good win for Nebraska this time around. They're due for some good luck in the series. And uh, I am curious to see if maybe Creighton had a scheduling issue in that lumping it in with a Gavit Games is maybe what made it happen or vice versa for Nebraska. They weren't going to be able to fulfill making the series work with the 20 game conference schedule that the big 10 has. I am not sure we probably won't really know that until years from now, maybe at best if it even was the reason, but eh, just a thought it, it might've been an issue in, in that regard. So um, who, who's to know, but um, anywho, as a Nebraskan, uh, as a Nebraskan yeah. I'm going to blame the big 10. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> anyway, moving on Idaho state. Oh boy, Idaho Big State. Big Sky represent the pride of all Big Sky country. Idaho State. Yeah. I Fifth in the Big Sky last season. <laughs> and 13 and 11 overall. If Nebraska loses this game, I don't know. Everybody remember Incarnate Word? Yeah. I think we should move on to Southern. Yep. Um, yeah, so- Southern, uh, which is part of Nebraska's <laughs> multi-team event this year. Um, as folks may remember, Nebraska has been a number of these events, including 
uh, most recently the Cayman Islands Classic in 2019, the Hall of Fame Classic 2018, the Advocare Invitational in 2017. Um, and we're supposed to take part in the Myrtle Beach Invitational in 2020. That obviously uh, was moved and eventually canceled due to COVID-19. Nebraska pulled out of it before it was uh, fully canceled and set up their own Golden Window Tournament in Lincoln. Curiously, um, and we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit later, we'll focus on the schedule aspect of it for now. But interestingly, Nebraska seems to have kept the MTE idea with a three-game series in Lincoln uh, running from November 21st against Southern uh, through on November 23rd against Tennessee State and finally finishing up November 27th with South Dakota. So those three games are all part of what is being billed as a unnamed multi-team event. I hope it's better than the Golden Window Tournament. True. That one was basically a throwaway name that uh, Bill Moose gave it, yeah. saying that we have a yeah. golden window, and they decided to use that we for the name. It. Yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, honestly, like, and you and I were talking about this in coordination like, earlier today. I thought this whole deal of Nebraska bringing in these, I don't want to say no, just non-Power 5 teams in the Lincoln for a little mini tournament was kind of a COVID thing last year. That was the plan. You know, they had a window. It was golden. It was very nice. And they tried to take advantage of it. And I kind of assumed that would be the one off and Nebraska would go back to trying to get into tournaments like the Myrtle Beach tournament and whatnot. But I guess they're going to keep going with this. And, you know, I mean, the teams in it, Southern Tennessee State and South Dakota, you know, outside of a payday, what's the benefit? I mean, is Lincoln going to see a major influx? in income, you know, the city itself outside the university, because uh, Lincoln has the infrastructure to host something like this. And if not even bigger, they do on a regular basis. But this this Nebraska MTE you know, tournament is kind of peculiar. And, you know, we're not the only ones. I mean, you mentioned uh, Indiana's having one. Rutgers is having one. Correct. You know, what's what's the point of doing these? I mean, have you thought about it more since we last discussed, Kevin? Um, not not a ton, to be honest. I've um, I, I've had to do a little bit of day job stuff this evening, uh, post holiday. But um, yeah, I mean, just to reiterate what we kind of talked a little bit about, particularly with the dates, because I hadn't really looked at this previously. So November twenty first and twenty third against Southern and Tennessee State. First off, I mean, what kind of basketball fans? base does this have pretty much zero so you're not getting anybody outside of nebraska's existing fan base but you're also talking about a sunday and a tuesday game in lincoln during thanksgiving day week so i mean yeah i'm sure you're going to get plenty of fans and mtes give you extra games on your schedule so these are games that lincoln wouldn't have had but at the end of the day it's not like you're gonna make or break as a business or you know, see, I, I'm, you know, I mean, the PBA is a big arena, but like one extra game on, on the year, two extra games for Nebraska fans already coming, especially with a non-marquee opponent. It's not like you're really going to see a, a massive cash flow. I mean, I, I get it. These are businesses that operate on the margin. We're talking about restaurants and bars. You know, they've been struggling for over a year. I don't mean to diminish that. It's merely just if... At the end of the day, as a basketball program, your goal is to get national exposure out of these types of events for the most part. And I, I don't get what I was doing with theirs either. And 
Rutgers traditionally has seen um, their MTE every year that I've known about it has always had a focus of playing other states in New Jersey, and it's sort of a New Jersey showcase. Now, usually they end up having one rando school from not New Jersey added, but you, you see Rutgers play notable other New Jersey schools in a state that has a lot of schools and a lot of programs, including some pretty noteworthy ones, or at least some historic ones that can have some fun rivalries for the people who live there. You know, I mean, adding South Dakota is a nice finish, but Southern and Tennessee State, like, what was the goal here? I'm, I'm curious what it was, and I don't mean to come across as overly critical, but it's just none of these schools have a lot of money. Nebraska sold the MT last year, the Golden Window, as being a low-cost event alternative to things like, you know, the premier ones, the Jim Maui, um, the, the Maui Jim Maui Invitational, which is a little redundant on the name, but, um, you know, that one, the Bahamas, the Hall of Fame Classic, the uh, Emerald Coast Classic, there's like 8 billion you know, of these things every year, do, but uh, do you know which some one of them I are premier. You know which one I miss? Which one? Was it the Great Alaska Shootout? Oh, that one was that one was a great name, yeah. That was great. Now it was a, a great name. It was a great location. The court was awesome. It had a beautiful motif on it for the university. Yeah, I missed that one. Whatever happened to it? We should find out and do an episode. <laughs> yeah, I I want to know if they ever brought back Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria, mm-hmm. I believe it was, devastated the island. Uh, they had to move it stateside and i'm not sure that they ever ended up taking it back they moved it stateside for that one year and i'm not sure if it's ever come back i really hope it did because i absolutely love that island and i would love to be able to go to one of these series um uh but yeah i mean it anyway but so as i was saying though i mean nebraska's mt isn't really going to be able to replace a maui jim maui but i mean Long term, if if they're interested in this, I, I could certainly see them having the facilities to replace a thing like the Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City or compete with it, at least for for brand names. But it's just, you know, if, if you're trying to build it, I'm not really sure how you're doing that with Southern and Tennessee State. You know, certainly throw a, a bone to some of the other schools like South Dakota and whatnot that are nearby South have, Dakota. You, you could even yeah. do UNO up in Omaha. I mean, UNO would be a great fit. You get fans down there. Yeah. Uh, Northern Iowa, you know, you can do another local school, but you can't do a, uh, it can't be for, for as far the way you and I are looking at it. You really can't take Nebraska against a bunch of regional universities. You know, especially you need, ones that I, aren't even you, in the region. No, I, well, I mean, regional for their own area. You yeah. need at least one other big name in there. You know, uh, th- th- that's just me. I mean, I, I, again, I don't yeah, we should call Seamus and see what is actually going on, though. Seamus probably has better things to do than bug than <clears throat> let us bug him. So Seamus, we love you. You're one of the best SIDs in the business. We, we, we mean no harm and, and we no. certainly wouldn't be offended <laughs> that you'd send us straight to voicemail. But we, we would love the the. The reasoning on, on this. Yeah. Like what, what, what's, what's the goal? That That's all. That's what we're yeah. curious about. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, it, to, to circle back on, on defending Nebraska, I mean, Rutgers list this year is, is kind of trash. Iowa's list is completely trash and Indiana is once again, sitting out um, this. I, I want to say they did, 
they sat out in MT like two years ago, or maybe it was last year, even before COVID. I, I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure the Hoosiers have sat out one or two or a couple of these now, uh, which is kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, yeah, exactly. It's just, if you want to grow this, you know, at least give us a BYU or something even like a, a, a somebody that wows us more than Southern and Tennessee state, no offense to those guys, but you know, you have one or two of these and you make it a real bracket with at least one other P six program, you know, give, give, give me somebody and then throw in a fun regional school every year rotate South Dakota, North Dakota. Uh, you get one or two good schools in that, and you have the networks wanting to showcase it. They want to show it. There, nothing on this bill says, "Hey, let's be on FS1." Hey, let's be on ESPNU. I, I'm I'm hitting those because I know where Nebraska sits right now in basketball in in the United States. But I mean, uh, you know, it, it's it's Southern Tennessee State and South Dakota. You know those. Right now, unless something bad happens, those should be all three wins for the Huskers. No questions asked. Um, and I'm not even 100% bully on the team yet. It's just that these these teams are just at that point. So, yeah. Yep. Oh, we got a. It'll be interesting. We, we, we got a we got a real challenge coming up next, though. Oh yeah. As as long as the game happens, because the team is fully vaccinated by that point. Too soon. Oh, no, never too soon. Never too soon. Who does Nebraska play? They play at, in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, NC State. Whoa. Pack. Now, for for the love of the athletic department, please (laughs) save money by making sure that the game will happen before you pay for the charter. (laughs) Just saying. That was a a drama-filled college world series. So easily solved by NC State's actions. So easily solved. The rule. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I, I can't. Really quick. Whether you agree with them or not, the rules were set like two and a half months prior to this event. And if you wanted to avoid the testing and this and that, you had to do X. And they didn't do X and they got punished for it. If you just did X. <laughs> Texas, all that needed to happen. Anyway, all Texas that is did X. Yes. Texas did X. <laughs> Even Texas did. Even Texas did. So, anyway, all right. NC State uh, should be an interesting game. Um, I honestly have no idea where they finished in the ACC last year, though the ACC was a bit weak in the end. I mean, they were it, weak, it, but it's NC State. They should they should show up pretty decent. I mean, I I would. I can't really say which way this team, this game's going to go right now. I think once Nebraska starts getting two, three, four games into the season, we'll probably have a better ch- idea of kind of how they'll do against the Wolfpack. Um, All right, Nebraska's 14 and 11, Nebraska, 9 and 8 ne- in conference. Yeah, yeah. Nebraska's done okay in the Big Ten Challenge, but not great. And the, the way the Big Ten ACC Challenge is set up, they kind of go by previous year's record. Like they try to make it pseudo fair. It's not like they're they're not going to throw Duke against Penn State. You know, like it, you're going to see good games, and so the top teams in each conference are going to play the top teams, and the bottom are going to play the bottom. So I mean, it's Nebraska should be fairly decently paired, at least on paper, against NC State. So 
That'll be Although, to be fair, based on how they did, Duke probably ended up getting overmatched based on their results from last season. And who they're they did, probably, which I forget who. They're going honestly, against Ohio but. State, right? Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you for the reminder. Yeah, Ohio State. Yeah. But they also take into account, um, you know, the, uh, um, what is it, uh, projection to a certain degree as well. So, yeah. um, and to be fair, Nebraska is, unfortunately, after last season, down to a 500 record, but is one of only three Big Ten teams with a 500 record. And uh, only two teams have a winning record, Penn State and Purdue, of all teams, both sitting at 11 and 9. And the damn Maryland Terrapins, since they joined the Big Ten, are 1 in 6. Those lousy ACC sellouts. They needed the money, man. Because they they were 10 and 5 in the ACC against the Big Ten. Well, the ACC holds the overall... uh lead don't they true quite a bit it's 12 yeah. 7 and 3 in favor of the acc 7 12 and 3 in favor of the big 10 i'm just happy for once we're not playing georgia tech yeah true or uh who's the other one um they played clemson a fair number of times and uh, i think uh, only once in the challenge though we had a series with them for a couple years and then the acc challenge on top of that if i remember right I, I think that they were um, basically a, like home and home flipping uh, back and forth over like a three year period. Yeah, um, yeah, but but that was outside the ACC, Big Ten ACC challenge. Wake Forest is another one that they played uh, twice, and Miami. Some I'm cycling through it now, uh, just yeah. really quick out of curiosity. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they played Clemson in the Big Ten ACC Challenge more than once, but nope, just the one time. Um, and then Boston College, Wake Forest, Miami, and uh, um, yeah, that's it pretty much. So NC State will be a nice change of pace in that regard. And I think this is the first time Nebraska's played them, correct? Um. I'm not sure. I know the next opponent, this will be the first time ever that the programs have faced each other in basketball. But that's oh, getting ahead of ourselves, Eagle. potentially, unless we... up oh, and... All right. Well, we're moving on then, because you spoiled it. In a... This Sorry. one's an interesting one. No, 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 you're fine. This one's an interesting one. Um, it is a... Uh, what's the... Um, why am I blanking on the word here? It's a uh, quad face or quad event in Atlanta. Know. Yeah, I'm I'm blanking on the word. I'm sorry to our listeners, but anyway, quad event, four games with Nebraska Auburn starting it. Though game time has not been set yet, but the Cornhuskers will face the Auburn Tigers in Atlanta on December 11th to open up a set of four games. We'll call it a hoot day. That's, uh, that sounds right, given the South. Yeah, hoot, hoot nanny. That'd be a much better phrase than the uh, whatever they call it. I, I forget. It's kind of a silly name. It's a holiday hoops giving, which it's like, why are you including the hoops giving part? Thanksgiving God, was like three terrible. weeks ago. That is It's terrible. like three weeks after Thanksgiving. Bruce Pearl. 
Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers. Two years ago, Auburn had a pretty decent team. This last year, not so much. Yeah, not They're at all. They're kind of hurting. And, and it's, it, yeah, like it's, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say Nebraska wins this one just based off of, uh, I don't know if Bruce Pearl is going to pull pull off what he did at Tennessee before he got kicked out. Eh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it should be interesting. I think that they are supposed to have a couple of pieces joining them. Um, it's a little early. This literally just came out, so we really haven't had a chance to do proper uh, look at previews of, of who's coming and who's going on everybody's roster. But, anyway, Auburn should be an interesting game. Again, as we said, it's the first time that these teams will have ever faced each other. So that should uh, should add some some interest to it in, in that regard. The, it, it, you know why this will be fun? Because they're two very loyal, very energetic fan bases that have long histories for both schools and athletics, but have no history really together. Uh, so th- th- this should be fun. I-, I would expect a lot of Auburn fans showing up to this game. And I wouldn't be surprised if quite a few Nebraska fans made the trip down to Atlanta. It's an easy flight from wherever you're at to get there. And it would be just a good weekend to sh- shoot down and root on the Huskers against uh, the Tigers. I mean, it's I-, I grand scheme of things, I think this is going to be a fun experience, fun game. And hopefully it's a Husker win. That's just me. Most definitely. And I mean, it's a, it's easy flight to Atlanta. It's a hub. You're going to probably be able to fly there from Lincoln. I assume I honestly oh, yeah. don't actually if know. Not, I mean, yeah. If, and if you can definitely Omaha, fly there from Omaha. Yeah. And, or wherever you're at, Kansas city, Minneapolis, Des Moines, Chicago. I mean, wherever you're at, a Husker fan at, you can easily get to Atlanta. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've, never, I've never met, an, I've never met, I mean, I'll probably get hate for this. I've never met an Auburn fan. I didn't like, um, so it should be a good time for, between the fan bases. So, And just for fun, the uh, football team does have a 3-1 advantage over Auburn, um, although they lost the most recent outing. But the series dates from 1964, and they last played each other January 1, 2007, in a 17-14 loss by the Huskers. God, I um, remember so the game. <laughs> yep, the uh, Cotton Bowl. Mm. So. Um, that was the only bowl game meeting. All the other ones were during the regular season. No, I'm sorry. The first one was a bowl game. What am I talking about? Miami, Florida. January 1, 1964. What do I get? That was long, long before I was even born. So, uh, and, yeah. <laughs> Next up, uh, after the Auburn um, quad game, is a previously scheduled the the only one that we knew of uh back the day after the season ended um this would have been the only game that we knew the actual date and location of uh and from quite a while ago really which is kansas state um the three game series was announced a few years ago now um Mm -hmm. at least at least one year one and a half years ago i I, roughly um but it was pushed back because of covid19 it was supposed to start with a neutral site game last season this season will be the start and it will be in lincoln on december 19th uh wait why am i oh the the wildcats though the uh the wildcats come to town The, and and they're purple to boot. I it's just it's, it's been a long long day. I'm still tired from vacation. Uh, okay, let me take let me take the old 
Big eight, big 12 brethren lead on this. So, so Nebraska plays Kansas State. First time since Nebraska left the Big 12 for greener-ish pastures in the Big 10. Kansas State is not the Kansas State. We once left them in our old conference. They've fallen on a little bit of hard times. They really haven't been that great. But it should be a good game. Uh, you'll have a lot of purple and a lot of red in the call. You know, in that place, it's going to be big. It's going to be loud. Um, all the old hate's going to come back. Uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to this. Kansas State fans, they're they're rowdy. They're ornery. And I just let's just say they're ornery, and um, they'll make it fun. Nebraska fans will drive, and it, it'll be a it'll be a great situation. Um, maybe I'll try to go to that game. That'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun for Kansas State. A lot of fun for Nebraska. Uh, looking forward to it. You know, it's it's a good, strong fan base. Uh, another Wildcat that's purple. And <laughs> it, should, uh, it should, you know, I, I would be surprised if it doesn't make it, if that game does not end up on at least regional TV. So should be good. Uh, oh, that one's definitely ending up on uh, something better than Big Ten Network. So, yeah, I mean, as, as great as Big Ten Network is in, in rating in the dollar dollar bills, um, it doesn't necessarily get the premier games. I, this one definitely should be a, a more national network. So mm-hmm. um, even even with Kansas State as a a bit a uh, bit off, and uh, Nebraska obviously not not having a good last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean it's uh, it's good to see for Husker fans uh, an old eight uh, old Big Eight foe on mm-hmm. on the schedule. It's a fun thing to add these guys in the non-con. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fun. I mean, last year I think. Oh, they weren't at the top. That was for sure. They were close to the bottom of the Big 12, but nonetheless, I mean, it's uh, it, it'll be a fun game. Just take it for what it's worth. Uh, throw aside all of your old hatred for the fans and just keep it for the game and lick your wounds and, you know, enjoy it for what it is. So, yeah, Kansas State. There's another they state had, coming up. They, What's well, the they, next state? Oh, sorry. I was going to say they, they had almost as bad of a con- uh, season – result as the Huskers did they went nine and 20 six and 12 no I'm sorry uh nine and 20 overall four and 14 in the conference and they finished ninth in the big 12 which uh unlike the big 10 is only 10 teams so yeah yeah and they did they did have to play the eventual national champion Baylor Bears so true though top to bottom the big 10 was deeper by any sane, any sane definition of the term deeper. Unless, uh, the, you're, looking, unless you're looking at RPI. <laughs> it, it's not 2017. It, it's not 2017. So. The, uh, the, the popular thing to do is, is look at Ken Palm metrics because Ken Palm is a, uh, a, a great service, even if it is a little bit biased toward defenses like, say, Wisconsin. Uh, who make you want to claw your eyes out. Um, but, you know, um, they, are, they are metrics, and obviously the net is what replaced the RPI. So when talking about things, it also helps to talk about net rankings, quad one wins, quad two wins, et cetera. So anyway, you were going to get more quad one and quad two wins in the Big Ten playing a 18-game schedule even than you would playing an 18-game schedule in the Big, Ten, Big 12. So... Exactly. So, yeah. what's the, what's the next state Nebraska plays? 
the final game and the last state for the non-conference slate is Kennesaw State on December 22nd. In Merry, Chris Merry Christmas. Another Georgia school. Yep. Right? Kennesaw's in, Kennesaw State's in Georgia, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty I'll sure. I'll look so. it up. Talk, yeah. talk about them real quick while I look it up. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. You want me to talk about Kennesaw State? They're great. They're wonderful. I think their mascot's an owl, and they've got a decent football team. There is a plank involved, like a two-by-four plank. Uh, Jason Kirk from Shutdown Fullcast went there. It's in Georgia. Georgia's the peach state. So it is a public research university. It is a public research university based in the U.S. state of Georgia with two primary campuses, the main one being in Kennesaw, Georgia, hence the original name, Kennesaw State University. Uh, Are they the owls? Um, That is a different Google search. They are, yep, they are the owls. Their nickname is uh, Scrappy. The owl, or rather, their mascot is Scrappy the owl. That's adorable. They have a forty-one percent graduation rate, by the way. Ooh. My college had forty-seven <laughs> percent. I, I have no idea what mine was, honestly. <laughs> I I only know because like this winter at one point somebody asked me graduate graduation rate of some school and I looked it up and like twenty years tw- or twenty minute twenty years twenty minutes later I went through like at least thirty or forty schools to see what their graduation rates are. <laughs> uh, looks like they went five and nineteen last season, two and thirteen in the conference. Oh God, this is gonna be murder. Yep, and they play in the uh, A Sun Conference. I hope Jake Piakowski gets some get some playing time. <laughs> yep, uh, dead last behind Jacksonville. The Jaguars? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, 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 Tim Tebow for them. Um, whatever Jacksonville University's mascot is, I I don't know, and no offense, Jacksonville, I don't care. Is it Jacksonville or is it Jacksonville State? Um, well, their logo is JU, so I'm going right. to assume there's no state, but there could okay, be. Cool. All right, we'll go with that. Yep. Kennesaw and State fans, we're sorry. We know nothing about you outside of what little we do. And even Nebraska should beat you. I don't. What a yeah. terrible Christmas present if, if they don't. Yeah, especially considering they got a flight yeah. of Lincoln. And oh, and here's the thing: Jacksonville or Kennesaw State, it's a little chilly in Lincoln during that time of the year. There's probably going to be some snow. Um, probably a lot of ice in the ground because that's just kind of how things go. Uh, Runses will keep you warm. I don't know. That's all I got for you guys. Yep. Uh, we we hope that you did your Christmas shopping beforehand. Um, you probably won't get to visit any of the fine mall establishments in in Lincoln while you're there. Um, the, but, the outlets in Gretna. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you fly into <laughs> Omaha, but I mean, why why bother <laughs> taking the bus when you can go directly from from Lincoln there? Uh, the, the the outlets in Gretna are great. I I do like um, the the spouse and I always hit there whenever we're back in the state. But uh, yeah, no, that that wraps up the non-con. We don't have the conference 
schedule out. That will come later this summer, uh, probably late August. But we do know who the Big Ten opponent pairings are. Uh, that was announced back in May. The upcoming conference schedule will feature home games only against Illinois, Maryland, and Minnesota. Unfortunately, Maryland does not have to play two games in Lincoln this year. Um, you know, that's uh, probably never really going to balance out as as a result of COVID. Going to be one of those weird uh, things forever in the history books. Away games will feature uh, Michigan State, Penn State, and Purdue. And both home and away round robins will happen against Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Northwestern, Ohio State, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. Good old Wisconsin. No word yet on if anybody will be allowed to record the coach during the game or not when the Badgers uh, come to town. Ooh. Yeah, Wisconsin's got some issues. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, the Grinch left um, on some some less than ideal terms, it turns out. And uh, his hand-picked replacement, Greg Gard, is uh, having a, a rough offseason after um, – though I, I'm going to come to his defense. Um, the thing that really stood out to me, I didn't actually listen to any of the recording for anybody who isn't familiar with this – a couple weeks ago, it was revealed that Wisconsin's head coach had a over two-hour conversation recorded by somebody in the meeting, which was an all-team meeting with the players venting about uh, many complaints that they all had. Um, 37 minutes only were actually released in a very cut-up um, representation of the conversation, uh, but one of the players was complaining that Greg Gard wasn't defending Brad Davidson fairly against unfair targeting by Big Ten refs. Now, I get he's obviously a member of the team, but is there really any defense to be had? He's a dirty after, dude. Yeah. After years <laughs> of a player being known to play dirty and having opponents complain that he does things like intentionally punches them in their groin area when they set legal screens on him. Is it really a surprise that Big Ten refs were finally told to start actually enforcing rules and making sure that the dirtiest player since, uh, God, who, who is that Duke guy that America hated? Um, basically, the dirtiest player is him. Christian, like, is it, oh, Christian. No, no, it's not, it's not Christian. Um, J.J. Reddick. No, 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 not Reddick. Was it more recent? Was it in the last five years? He kind of had a baby face. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, he looked like Ted Cruz. Grayson Allen. That was it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The most hated basketball player in America since Grayson Allen and the dirtiest player since Grayson Allen. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's a certain Michigan State alum who had like a one or two year period there where he would hit other players in in that same area. Nobody, nobody from Michigan State's fan base defended that. We all pointed out, yeah, no, there's no defense of that. That's totally uncalled for and inappropriate. He needs to stop doing that. Come on, Wisconsin, own up to it. Be better than Michigan State fans. <laughs> 
that is probably a low blow to to anybody from Wisconsin who hears this. So shots fired, I tell you. They don't listen to this. They can't hear people who enunciate. Well, you know that that's true. <laughs> that's, oh, that's first and ten Wisconsin, don't you know? Uh, Too busy drinking their beer and eating their cheese cheese curds. But as as our fearless leader would say, at least they're happy. There you go. Good job. Hopefully, All John right. listens to this. <laughs> Saying nice things about backhandedly nice things about Wisconsin, I think, is about as as good as any uh, for me, at least, to to end it on. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts that you'd like to add, Patrick? You know, earlier today, we're like, hey, the non-con came out. Let's do a quick podcast. 20 minutes. I think we're pushing an hour. <laughs> we're getting close, yeah. We're getting this close. is how it works. This is how it works. And we didn't have Nate. The three-man weave isn't even together. So I'm looking at Skype, uh, Slack, and at 8.23 p.m., he goes, he's fading, so I might be able to join. Well, Nate, you didn't join. You don't need our permission to just jump in. <laughs> anyway, yep. uh, that's all I got. I think this is a good one. We need to do more of these. Uh, and when Most I definitely. We, that, we do apologize for our absences. We, we try, but... But, but, but nonetheless, away. you'll hear from us next in August. <laughs> Hopefully sooner, but we'll we'll try. We'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, there's certainly a lot to talk about, but in the meantime, we, we kept to the schedule on this one, and... And we hope that you look forward to basketball as much as we did, demonstrated by the fact that we went a half hour over our, our goal of minimum time. So, um, you know, it, it's an enjoyable thing for us. But uh, as always, we, we thank all of our listeners. We encourage you to please subscribe. Be sure to download and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you prefer. That way you won't miss whenever the next special episode drops because they're all special. Some more special than the others, but this one definitely special. You also get all the other great but not quite as great Coronation Radio podcasts as well. Follow us on Twitter at Bangs and Dags. Follow myself at Sparty on Huskers. And follow Patrick at Patrick Gehart leave a review on whatever app and please listen and share. Even if you don't feel like subscribing, please share. You stay classy. We love you all. Go big red.